Hey, 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 good morning. This is Pastor Sean Strickland with my super cute husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland, and we're doing something new. Everybody say it's a new day. It's a new day. And so now we are doing virtual service at 930 and we are doing live service in person in Northwest Arkansas at our headquarters at 11 a.m. Say that again. So everybody know going forward, what time is online online service? Online service, meaning you watch us via online. The internet. Somehow. It's 9.30 a.m. and then live service is 11 a.m. Yes. And so everybody just say it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new season. You know, we're so super excited about this. Obviously, we're very excited about the opportunity to be able to have virtual, um, have in-person service again. But we are so thankful to our virtual partners, people who have been with us since March of 2020 yeah. and how, um, you know, teaching us even how to have a virtual community. And we've had virtual- so many people who said, I'm so glad y'all are going to continue doing the virtual service. And I was like, there's no way we would abandon all of our online partners from around the world. We were going absolutely. to figure out a way we to were absolutely gonna, make this work. We were going to figure out a way. And so we're super excited. And, you know, we're, I mean, it's just an amazing, amazing time. So, you know what we want you to do? We want you to hashtag live if you're watching live. Tell us where you're watching from. If you're coming back and you watch the replay, we want you to hashtag replay and tell us where you're watching from. And we're just super, super excited. Um, So we aren't going to do all of the announcements today. We're excited. We're coming back to talk about um, this season of prosperity. God is a God of covenant. It's been an amazing teaching. God has so many good things for us. Oh, absolutely. He has so many good things for us. And so what I want to do is I want us to take 13 seconds of praise. I want you to give God some praise. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So let me see your hearts coming up. Let me see your hands lifted. If you're on your computer, man, let everything that has breath praise Praise the Lord. Lord. Glory to God, because God is so gracious. He's so kind. Listen, we got Lex toll free from Europe. We got Jada in Russellville. Man, listen, Lex is so good to see you. We love you. We're just super, super excited about what God is doing and all the things that he has taught us over this last oh, year in this pandemic. Absolutely. It's been a wonderful, wonderful time. And so what we want to do is everybody give God praise. Everybody put one thing in the comments that you're thankful for. I am thankful for technology and the ability to connect with people all over the world. Absolutely. I'm so thankful for absolutely. that. God is so gracious and he's so kind. I'm going to go ahead and pray so we can get started because absolutely. we have so much we want to teach <laughs> you this do. morning. We have so much we, we want to teach you. And so we're going to go ahead and pray. And I'm going to be praying again if you remember last week when we were in las vegas oh i miss las vegas when we were in las vegas think about how cool that was we were able to go and you were able to minister to all of your community uh your soul shift community we were able to actually enjoy some downtime and we still got to preach the gospel to all of our partners all over the world. That's what's so great about online service. And that's what's so great. That is what's so great about <laughs> online service. This ability, you know, if you really think about it, it's probably a tremendous blessing to many people in ministry. Mm. People don't necessarily think about this, but people in ministry are the people who are faithful. Yeah. The truth of it is, is that other people, if they want to take a Sunday off, they just take a Sunday off. If they want to take a month off, they just take a month off. Right. But technology has given pastors fivefold ministry gifts, the ability to be refreshed. And you should be excited about that because you don't want your pastors to be worn out. You don't want the people who are called to help you live your best life to be stressed out, to be worn out, to be exhausted 
lost it to be, because here's what happens that people don't realize the strategy is the same. One, the Bible tells us is that if he can scatter the shepherd, he can scatter the sheep. Yeah. If he can injure the shepherd, yeah. he can injure the sheep. So not just us. Don't just pray for us. Pray for all of the pastors Everybody in the global. I pray for all of the five-fold ministry, yes. right? Because it's so important to understand that one of the things that the enemy has been very strategic at doing in ministry is wearing out the leadership. Mm -hmm. Wearing out the leadership so the people of God are exposed mm -hmm. and so they don't have good leaders. Mm -hmm. And so I am thankful for the technology that allows us to be able to do what we did last week, which was to get up and teach yep. and then take the girls and have breakfast yep. and enjoy the day and refresh and still be able to be a blessing um, to those people, mm -hmm. to the people that we're called to. Yep. So we're going to pray, but we're praying Ephesians 1. We're praying Ephesians 1 because that's what we've been praying. And so it's a very powerful passage of scripture. And I think it literally answers everything. Every prayer you could ever want to pray for somebody, I think can be found in Ephesians 1. So let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, God, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. You're so worthy. You're so gracious. And you are so kind. We love you. We adore you. We extol you. You are wonderful. There is no one like you. And so Father, according to your word in Ephesians, we pray that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light. Lord, give us wisdom and understanding yes. into the revelation of Christ and who we are in Christ. And we thank you for Christ, who you have exalted, who after you raised him from the dead, you exalted him and gave him a name that is higher than every other name. Yes. And then you placed us in Christ and put all things under his feet. Oh. And we thank you that because we are in Christ, all things are under our feet. Yes. We thank you that we have the right to have revelation knowledge. We thank you for a measure of faith. We thank you for the love that you have deposited in our heart. We thank you for the supernatural power. We thank you for wisdom and understanding. We thank you for supernatural strategies. We thank you for angel. Lord, let me just say it this. We thank you for all of the resources heaven has made available to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for a sound mind. We thank you for great peace. We thank you for everything that has been made available to us in Christ. Now, Father, help us to be partakers. Yes. You said that you would give us your Holy Spirit to be the best teacher we have ever had. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to teach us. We give you permission to instruct yes. us, to lead and to guide us and to search the deep things of the heart of God yes. and show us what you have for us in this season. Now, as we go forth to teach the word, we declare that our partners, that our eyes are open to see that our ears are open to hear and that our, our hearts are open to receive. We are not a stiff-necked people. Right. We are people who hear and obey quickly. We are people who believe you. We are people who trust you. We are people who praise you and we are people who see what you said. We thank you that you are a covenant-keeping God in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, you guys know this is our fifth week and we've been talking about understanding uh, kingdom prosperity mm -hmm. through the eyes of God's covenant. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about that for uh, the last several weeks because it's so important that we're not just we're not just talking about prosperity, not just talking about trying to get money. We're really talking about how you live a life that is full, how you live that John 10 and 10 life. When he says, I come that you might have a life and that you might have it more abundantly. The Amplified says to the full until it overflows. And so we've been talking 
about uh, how God's kingdom works. And one of the things we started saying last week before we got into reading the prophecy, uh, which we, by the way, we're going to talk about at our 11 o'clock service. But we, we started talking about this idea that God's kingdom works in specific ways. Mm-hmm. And because God is a king, uh, like all kingdoms, it has systems. Uh, it, it has systems because if you live in the kingdom, you need to know what is right and you need to know what is wrong. You know what what, what you know what it is. Uh, you need to know what it is to be able to uh, to prosper in the kingdom, or you know what it is to receive certain consequences in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And God is so strategic that He didn't just leave it up to chance. And aren't you glad about that? I'm so glad He didn't just leave it up to chance that if we did something, it'd be the right thing. He laid out for us exactly what we needed to do in order to walk in this path of prosperity. And so we started talking several weeks ago, and we started talking about the three things that's the most important thing for us to understand about why God prospers us. We said, number one, it was to establish his king, establish his covenant. Mm -hmm. Number two, we said it was to promote his kingdom Mm -hmm. in the world. And then number three, we said he wanted to be a blessing to humanity through us. He wanted to, he wanted us to partner with him so that other people could be blessed. We would be blessed by partnering with him and then other people would be blessed because we partnered with him. And then we started talking about the fact that there were, we said was three things and we talked about two of them that really connects us to this covenant. And number one, we said was living a life of consecration. And people think about that being a spooky word, but here's how we say it, live a life of obedience. Live a life of obedience. When you consecrate yourself, the Bible says you have to have a readiness to obey. A readiness. That means that there are going to be times in my life, in your life, and in your life where God's going to ask us to do something and our flesh is not going to want to do it. Our flesh is not going to want to agree. Our flesh is not going to go along. But we've got to have a readiness in us. And the way we get that readiness in us is by spending time in his presence, spending time in his word, praying, fasting, Getting our mind and getting our soul, our mind, will, emotions, our imagination, our intellect to be the strongest part of us. So it connects with the spirit so that when that fleshly nature that's always lurking wants to pull us into damnation or into temptation, we're strong enough to pull ourselves out. I think it's really important to understand. And here's a question everybody could ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself as being set apart for God? Yeah, because that's really what consecration means. Do you have right? a readiness? Do you? But even before readiness, do you see yourself as belonging to God or do you just see God as belonging to you? And that's very different because if God belongs to you, then you expect God to bless you. You expect God to favor you. You expect God to do all of these things for you. But do you recognize that God didn't just save you out of, but he saved you into? And when you recognize that he saved you out of and saved you into, consecration is a no brainer. So then, of course, I have a readiness to obey and I begin to train myself to obey in the small things so that I can obey in the big things, right? I love that idea of consecration because there's some language in the body that we need to rework not to have a negative connotation. It is a wonderful thing to be consecrated to the Lord. It simply means you belong to him and you live according to his purpose. It means to be set apart. To be set apart. I've set something apart. I've set my life apart because he, he literally ransomed my life. He, Ooh, he, that's he, good. he ransomed my life. God gave Jesus to be the ransom for me. And so what I do as a as an offering of thankfulness is I give my life back to him. And watch this. Then what he does as a as a as as a good father is he gives me everything I need. You can't. 
Think about how good that yeah. is, right? Yeah. Like God is not a hard taskmaster. No. God is not trying to take anything from us. Literally, he creates us in his image, mm -hmm. right? Sin comes in. Yeah. He restores us and lets us come back to him. Yeah. And then his desire is to give us everything that he always had set apart for us. And so we need to see ourselves as consecrated because here's the thing. If we don't see ourselves as consecrated, mm -hmm. if I don't see my mind as consecrated, my body is consecrated, I'm never going to see my money is consecrated. Somebody I, ought to go ahead and say that this morning. <laughs> I am set apart for the Lord. I am set apart I for the Lord. I am set apart for the Lord because that's what consecration is all about. And so we talked about consecration. And then after we talked about consecration, we talked about service. service. And we said that literally service is this idea that I get, not that I have to, but I get to partner with God. I get to partner, I get with, to God. partner with God. Not that I have to be a blessing to somebody else. I got to obey. I get to obey. I get to be a blessing. I get to, I get to, I get to pray. I get to fast. I get to give. It's an honor. I get to, I get to, I get to, I, I, I've been given the opportunity to do it. I get and to. I take, and I don't, I don't squander the opportunity. Oh, it's a good. wonderful opportunity to do. And so we were talking about consecration and service. And then the third thing in this in this connection to this covenant that we're going to talk about today is, is this idea that God has a way of prospering us in his through seed time and harvest. And I think it's so appropriate to begin talking about this right now because I've been saying it. Uh, literally since 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 the end of May, and things in the news are starting to line up, and that is that we're going to we're going to in this in this season begin to start seeing some economic issues in the lives of all people. The Bible says it like this: that it rains on who the, the just as well as who unjust. the unjust. So when there's financial famine, it comes for everybody. Now there are people who have positioned themselves. Either, either through following God or, or by working this Babylonian system so well that they may not be impacted. But the truth of the matter is, is as believers, we don't ever have to be concerned about what's going on on the earth because we are ambassadors of heaven. Amen. And I think that's so important. I never forget the time you were talking about, you were explaining years and years ago about how when somebody becomes an ambassador, that literally the U.S. government, if, if you're an ambassador, say, to Mexico, and, and you have debt, the U.S. government pays off all of your debt mm -hmm. when you become an ambassador. Mm -hmm. They make it so that you are under no obligation to be blackmailed, to be taken advantage of, to be pulled away. They make sure that you don't have any reason to do anything than represent the United States. Well, isn't that so beautiful? Mm -hmm. Because what God really wants to do is he's like, if you will come into my system of if you will be my heart, ambassador, if you will be yep. my, if you will consecrate, yep. Yep. if you will serve, if you will be of service, if you will be my yep. Ambassador, then what I will do is I will put you in a financial position that you never have to compromise. Never have to, compromise. to have. I want you to say this: say I never have to compromise to have. I never have to compromise to have. I never have to compromise yeah. to have. Why? Because I am set apart yeah. for God, and I have set myself. When we were in Vegas last week, one of the things, the first things we you don't you don't know this because you didn't come down till last day, right? Right. I was vacationing. Yes, I understand. You were working. I was vacationing. But you, so. You this why you don't know it. But one of the first things we did when we all entered in the room is we said, we take this room 
as an embassy for Christ. Mm -hmm. And we declare that heaven is released in this room and that what is released in this room will carry over mm -hmm. in our interactions in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And throughout the week, we had so many people who had testimonies, right, of seemingly random encounters with people where they got to do everything that you said, where that number one, because we saw ourselves as consecrated, mm -hmm. we didn't think we would go to Vegas and ball out and live yep. any kind of way, right? Right. right? Because we saw ourselves as being this service, even when we were walking through on down the strip, walking in the hotel eating, we were looking for opportunities to serve, right? Yep. And because we were ambassadors, he provided everything that we needed. We got to do that in action. And that's the way we should live no matter where we are. And you know, when we were at dinner, the, I mean breakfast, the last day that we were at breakfast and I saw this young lady sitting across from us and I said, the Lord has said to me, I felt like the Lord had said to me three times that I needed to give her a word of encouragement and sow some money mm -hmm. into her life, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm asking you in Canaan, and I'm like, what do y'all think? How much money? And both of y'all are so funny. You like, listen, if God told you to be a blessing, you just need to be a blessing, right? Well, I wasn't really sure if I had heard God like about that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you and then the girl gets up yep. and she walks past. And before I can give myself a chance to talk myself out of it, I say, hey, what's your name? Right. And then she ends up letting us pray for her over a test that she just had. She wants to be in education. She was a born again believer, and we got to be a blessing mm -hmm. in her life, right? And I love the thing a financial about, blessing. A financial blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to pray for her, pray for her. be a blessing. And then, and we got right. to be a financial blessing in her life. But I love the thing that you said. You said that because I had a heart to please God, but I wasn't sure mm -hmm. that then God brought her by yeah. me to he, give he, me an he, opportunity. Because she could have went a different way. But I believe that because you had a heart to do it, when we, we when we have a heart to do, sometimes we're not sure. And that's OK. God's not messed up by the fact that we're not sure. But if you have a, a willingness, a readiness, a readiness to obey God, he will create situations so that you can obey. And that's why when she walked by you, it was your it was your providential moment. Are you going to obey now? God's done his part. Now have you now will you do yours? And I think that's really good for many of you. Are you going to obey now? It doesn't matter that you didn't obey yesterday, right. that you didn't obey last week. Are you going to obey now when he is prompting you to pray, when he is prompting you to do a certain thing, when he is prompting you to come into obedience? Are you going to obey now? Because here's the other thing about being an ambassador. And, and this is the thing that people really struggle with. Right. Ambassadors. I want y'all to grab hold of this and then put it in the comments. Ambassadors don't have their own opinions. Right. They only represent the person they are ambassadoring for. <laughs> <laughs> Ambassadors don't have their own opinion. Yep. And this is really one of the challenges that a lot of believers or have. their own reputation. They don't have their own opinion and they don't have their own That's reputation. Right. That's right. The Bible actually tells us in Philippians that Jesus made himself of no reputation and obeyed unto death. Yep. And one of the things- Because that, he was representing heaven. Because he was representing heaven. And one of the things that really holds people back from being able to live in this realm that you're talking about is that you still think you have the right to have your own opinion, yeah. which means you disagree with God, yeah. which means you tell God what you're not going to do, which means you set your own standards. And the manipulation in that is that people say, well, God loves me, right? Well, God loves you. And just because you love somebody doesn't mean they're not, they're qualified to be a good ambassador, right? So what happens is people say, well, you know, that's fine. I 
I'll consecrate. That's fine. I'll be of service, but I'm not going to participate in seed time and harvest. I'm not going to participate in seed time and harvest. And when you don't participate in seed time and harvest, then you can't get the benefits of seed time and harvest. It's not that God doesn't love you. It's not that God wants you to be broke. It's not that God doesn't want to see you prospering. It's not that God doesn't want you to be able to buy the car, the house, or, or pay for college or whatever it is it is. He says, I have a system. And if you're going to be in the kingdom, you need to learn how to operate in the system. And that is the reason that one of the one of the best financial breakthrough scriptures that I think is a foundation for people, because we are we know that prosperity is not just money, but it does include money. it does include money. The, the Bible says the money answers all things. And so we realize that in this world we live in money is money gives us an opportunity to be a blessing to humanity. Uh, you can't bless somebody if you don't have anything. And so we don't operate off of this thing where we take no vow of, of poverty and, 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 and the poor man's uh, gospel and all that. The gospel is rich. It's rich of life. It's rich of health and wealth and everything else. And so let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 through 25 in the Amplified says this. It says, there are those who generously scatter abroad and yet they increase more. And then there are those who withhold more than is fitting to withhold or what is justly due. And it tends to only lead to more want. It says the liberal person shall be enriched and he who waters shall himself be watered. To me, that's a very clear scripture <laughs> that says, listen, if you want to be blessed, you have to become a person who loves being a blessing to other people. It says because another way to say that is a person who keeps blessing everybody gets blessed even more. But the person who who is stingy and try to hold on to everything they got and won't help someone or won't pray for someone or won't give someone, they end up wanting more than 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 what than what they even currently have and what they're holding on to. And so for me, this has always been this idea that withholding is is the thing that leads people to poverty, and releasing is my key to increase. I love that withholding leads to poverty and releases the key to increase. And here's the thing that I would like to add to this, right? This pit, this person who generously scatters apart, uh, abroad, this paints the picture of someone who souls as a living, not somebody who souls as recreation. Yeah. So there are people who think they're givers, but they actually aren't givers. And, and a lot of times people think they're givers, but they really, if you check it, they're really only giving when they have a motive behind it. Yes. And maybe that motive is I want to be seen, but maybe that motive is I want to, I want to, I'm going to deposit this. So when I come back and ask you for something later, you will do. They don't have a generous, benevolent heart when it they comes to They don't have a generous, benevolent heart. And you know what's sad for a lot of people? Those people is that they spend so much time asking God for increase. And it's very important yes. that you understand this. Kingdom prosperity cannot be prayed for. No. It must be obeyed for. Say it again. Kingdom prosperity. Many of you have been praying for increase, but the system of kingdom prosperity, you do not get it because you pray for it. Or you, you fast for or it. Or you fast for it. <laughs> you know, you get it because you, you participate in the system. Yes. It, here, here's a good example. Yep. You don't get good at running because you pray about mm -hmm. running. Mm -hmm. You just don't. You don't get faster at walking because you pray about walking. You get faster at walking because you walk. Mm -hmm. Now, you may pray while you walk, but if you just pray, you won't get faster. That's right. 
right? That's right. So there are many people who, instead of participating in the system of seed time and harvest, you are praying for increase, which says to me, you don't understand the kingdom principle. Yep. Because if you think about it, and, and, and let me tell you how, how great this kingdom system is, because a principle is a principle is a principle. This is the reason that people who are non-believers who participate in seed time right. and harvest, right. even though they don't pray to our God, they still increase because kingdom prosperity, prosperity in this earth realm is not released because you pray. It is released because you obey in the area of seed, time and harvest. And somebody asked me one time, I use the exact statement. I said, listen, there are non-believers who participate in these principles and they get blessed. And they said to me, they said, well, if that's the case, why would I have to follow God then? I said, because God says he and he, he will add riches and wealth and he adds no sorrow to them. I said, there are people who get things, but they don't get it through the kingdom. And those very things they think they're getting sometimes ends up causing them to be depressed, to be miserable. I said, but when you get it God's way, there's no sorrow that comes with it. Well, and I would like to add this because you know I'm old school. You don't want to go to you, hell. You don't want to go to hell. Right. right okay. Right, all right. 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 Yeah. A lot of okay. people, they don't they can't see through the future. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I can show you tangible examples of people who have got money and still wasn't happy. People who got a spouse still wasn't happy. People who had kids still wasn't happy because your happiness is not in the thing. It is how you acquire it that makes you that makes you fulfilled. That's so good. So anyway, that's why we get into Proverbs. Proverbs 4. Let's look at Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, 23, 23 says, my son, here it is, give attention to my words, uh, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. They are life to those who find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with what? All diligence. Why? For out of it, flows the issues of life. So everything you were just saying as believers, we need to put that into our heart. I was praying last night and this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking about all of our partners here locally and our partners um, you know, around the globe. And I was saying that it's funny because you can take a group of people and they all hear us say the same thing. And for some of them, it resonates. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. This is why I need to, I need to align. I need to agree. I need to change. This is, and they're like, this is my five to one. And, and this is my year of great harvest. And this is my year of release. And they get all of that into them and it channels them to change and to do something different. I said, but then you got another group of people who they hear that, but because they're like the grasshopper, things are good in their life right now. And because things are good in your life like right now, it's like summertime. They're hopping around. They eating on the leaves. They just, they just happy. They ain't listening to no word. They ain't spending no time with God's presence. They paying all their bills. But, but the Bible says that the ant works during that time. Yes. And I was thinking about athletes. Athletes put in their most Difficult work when off season in the off season in off season not in the season not when the game going on but during the off season and I was praying I said Lord I'm asking you to touch the hearts and the mind Ephesians one flood their eyes with light all the grasshoppers in our ministry flood mm. their eyes with light because when 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 summer's over. And winter comes, this financial crisis is coming. They're going to be running around looking for something. But the ones who are listening and obeying right now, they're the ants. They're preparing and they're going to be prepared. I'm an ant. 
Everybody say, I'm, I'm, an, an, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an ant. 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 And ants are so powerful that they made Proverbs. Yes. They made, they the, made book the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Because you know. Because the other, of their diligence. Their diligence. But you know what else it says? It talks about how an ant. Doesn't need a leader no. to stay on them no. about doing what they need to do, and they just work together. They just work because together. they understand that my prosperity is your prosperity. Yes. With the grasshopper, they he just running around eating. And, 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 you know, you know, I watch, a lot, I, I, I watch a lot of Disney movies, and, and so have you, the, the the movie Bugs comes to mind. Uh huh. And when when the grasshopper and was trying to get an inch, when they was trying to just steal all the food, and, then, and because they didn't do the work they were supposed to when it was time. I want to say this too, mm -hmm. though. Grasshoppers are really parasites. They are. Get, grasshoppers are really parasites. And I want you to check yourself to see if you're a parasite. Parasites, they don't pray, they don't obey, mm -hmm. and they don't sow. But when crisis comes, they want everybody to pray and fast and meet their needs. Oh, my God. And if you are a parasite, oh today God. is a great opportunity for you to change because this is what, oh I, was, this is what I was praying about last night. I was praying about the people who like us and love us, but they're so casual with us that they don't recognize we're called to help their lives. Mm. And so they like us. They don't say nothing bad about us. They would cuss somebody out because they still cuss. They would cuss somebody out if they was <laughs> talking about us. But when it comes, they don't pay attention. They, they have not learned they don't put any weight on the words that we say because they have not learned to hear God mm -hmm. in our words. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the difference and we're watching people all over this world. Yep. Did you hear me? World. Everybody yep. say the world. the world. We are watching people all over this world thrive. Yep. And often the people who we see struggle the most are the people who can actually pick up the phone and call yeah. us. The people who actually know our physical address yeah. and can come over to our house. Why? Because their, their familiarity with us breeds contempt. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and it's funny because you know I've tried to teach people this for years. I even try to teach our kids this. One of the Bible says, he who has ears to hear, let them hear. And if Chris was in here, she would tell you that Ralph would tell you this is how we live. We can be out to dinner with you and you can be laughing and joking and playing. Yeah. But if you mess around and you drop something from heaven, those of us who have ears to hear can hear the difference between strict who's playing and our pastor who is speaking a word to change our life. And the challenge for many people is that either they're they're parasites, they're familiar, or they're fans. Mm -hmm. And the problem with being a fan in the kingdom is that fans cheer for people, but they don't get in the game mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. So they're happy about the blessings that they see on our lives. They're happy for the blessings with other people, but they don't actually get in the game because this is what Proverbs tells us. It says, give attention to my words. Mm -hmm. Number one, why would you have a pastor that you don't believe that they hear from God? Right. Why would you have a pastor that you don't believe that they're hearing for God from you? Because this is what we say all the time. Here's the great thing about both of us being preachers, right? We don't actually have to come to church to get preached to. Don't. We just preach to each other when we walk it, when we drive it, when we sitting in the house, right? Why would you have a pastor that you don't believe? Why would you continue to go to a church that you don't trust what you hear? And if you hear, 
If you believe your pastor is called from God, why do you treat what they say as negotiable? Why do you treat what they say as optional, right? It says, give attention to my words, right? Well, we go into Psalms 126. This is the word we released at the beginning of the year, right? We said, they that sow or plant in tears yeah. shall reap or harvest with shouts of joy. Mm -hmm. He that goes forth and weepeth, bearing or planted their precious seed, shall, shall doubtless, shall, shall doubtless mm -hmm. come again rejoicing, bringing his harvest with him. So we had a word from the beginning of this year. The year of release. The year of release. Everybody shout, it's the year of release. If y'all are over getting ready for service, shout it over there. If you're at home drinking coffee, shout it. It is the year of release. But hear this, prophetic words are not automatic. Nope. Prophetic words require participation. They require participation. Prophetic words require participation. So when we get a word that says, they that sow or plant in tears, let me just tell y'all what that means. When you read a scripture like that and your pastors begin to put that scripture before you, it already tells you it's going to be some moments that you go sow or plant yeah, in tears. Yeah. That, that's the it's whole gonna be opportunity. I, I keep rephrasing that for everybody because the Lord said to me, he said, see, everything I ask you to do as an opportunity, it's an opportunity, it's an opportunity. And people talk about how opportunity doesn't always knock twice. So I need to obey God quickly. It's an opportunity. And he really is reframing my mind and my thinking with that because it's like, OK, what did God tell me to do? OK, see, that's an opportunity. It's because an opportunity. if you see what an opportunity, it changes your attitude about how you approach it. Mm -hmm. And he says, so we know that we're going to have opportunities this year moving forward yes. to sow or plant in tears. in tears. But here is the problem. Glory to God. This is the, let me tell you something. This is the truth. Mm -hmm. This is really how people should live. Mm -hmm. Anytime God asks you to sow something yeah. and it makes you cry, mm. it costs you something. Mm. You should already know yes. that harvest is coming with joy. He says, shall doubtless come. Shall doubtless. Doubtless. So when I have to sow a seed, so obedience. So give up a relationship that God told me didn't belong to me. Not take the job that I wanted to take. Not cuss somebody out when I wanted to cuss <laughs> them out. Holding back the tears because I can't say what I want to say. I just sold a seed in tears. And the other side of that is I'm going to harvest with shouts of joy. Yes. Somebody say shouts of joy. But if you miss your moment, I love what Courtney said. We have to participate. Seed time and harvest. And yeah. I see so many people who are calling for harvest. But beloved, you don't have no seed. Yeah. You don't have nothing in the ground in order to harvest. When you have the opportunity to sow into the scholarship fund, even if it's not but $5, you don't do it. Yeah. When you have the opportunity to pay for somebody's Starbucks, you don't yeah. do it. When you have the opportunity to tithe, you don't do it. Because you're waiting on someone to do it to you first. Because you don't understand in the kingdom, you don't, you, don't, you don't get blessing and be a blessing. You are the blessing, which causes the blessing to overtake you. And God modeled it yes, for us. he did. God wanted many sons, so what did he do? He, gave. he sold a son. He sold a son, sold a son yeah. to get many sons. Because everybody know nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Leaves nothing. I mean, that's the reason that he that literally it is the reason that he gives us these opportunities to do certain things so, so they can be something that God takes and then multiplies back into our life. And this is so good. I just feel like the Lord told me to tell somebody this. Quit running to the mailbox and to your cash app looking for harvest when mm. you haven't sown seed. Because yeah. you just disappointing yourself every day. Yeah. Running out there to 
to that mailbox, running out there because we say checks in the mail, yeah. but checks in the mail was for people who have seed yeah. in the ground. Yeah. Unexpected cash apps is for people who have seed in the ground. If you don't have seed in the ground in the kingdom, you are not entitled to harvest. Which is why Luke 638 says what? Give. Everybody say all caps. Give. He starts off by saying, look, give. And when you give, then what? Then give, it should be given unto and you. And it shall be given unto you. Give, then it should be given Not unto receive. you. Not <laughs> receive. Not sit back and wait on somebody to be a blessing. It says, I let I said, give. Yes. Give. And it shall be given unto you. And then he tells you, he said, I'm gonna give it to you good measure. Press down. Shake it over. And running together. Shall men give into your bosom? Give it to your bosom. He says, listen, I'm going to do number three. I am going to have humanity to be a blessing to you. He says, I'm going to have humanity to be a blessing to you. Well, and here's the thing, though. Many people are looking for someone to be the man for them when they haven't been the man for anybody. So you're not participating in this principle. Give. And it shall be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running together, running over. People have to understand that God's covenant of giving and receiving is his anchor for financial fortune. It's an anchor. It is how I love he, this. It is how he anchors us. You know, the Bible talks about uh, the word being an anchor for our soul. Well, giving and receiving. You literally took that thought out of my head. I was just about to say that. <laughs> giving and, it's Bible. <laughs> giving and receiving is God's anchor for financial fortune. So the word yes. anchors my soul. Yes. Mind, will, emotion, intellect, and imagination. Yes. And seed, time, and harvest anchors my checkbook. My financial my money market account, my stocks, my 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 uh, bonds, my, my cash, it anchors it all. I got a testimony the other day from somebody um that you may remember her and she don't mind me saying this, Lawana Westbrook. Mm -hmm. Lawana Westbrook, she lived many people don't know this, but we used to do foster care mm -hmm. years and years ago, years and years ago, even before Taylor was born. And she sent me a message yesterday and she said, I know y'all probably think I don't I never listened to anything you say. She said, but I can remember back then how often y'all gave mm, to people. Mm. She said, and I want you to know I have been practicing that, Pastor Sean. And she said, I'm about to close on my first house oh, on Wednesday. And her. she sent me a picture and it's a beautiful home. Good for you. But she was like, I remember how good you guys were. This this idea of giving, even if you think about Man, that this, been 20 years that ago. was 20 years wow. ago, over 20 years ago, because yeah. Tate about to yeah, be 26. Over over 20 years ago, this young lady is saying, back then, I remember how you guys looked to be a blessing. We went to dinner. And we, and we and, and let's just be honest, we didn't have no whole bunch. We didn't have a whole but bunch. But here's the thing, you don't, have to be, you don't have to have a whole bunch to be obedient. God knows what you have. And so whatever God asks you for, he knows that you can give it. And he also already knows. We say it all the time. God already knows what he's going to do. God already knows what he, he's going to do. He only asks you for that 5, 10, 50, 500, 5,000, whatever he's asking you for. He's only asking you for it because he already knows how he's going to get that back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking over and running together. But when I don't realize God is a good God. Yeah. When you I think don't he's a taker. I, I, I was thinking about this. Years ago, the Lord had us sold some money that we had for a vacation. And God has given us amazing vacations yes. since then. 
And in truth, the money we sold then for a vacation, mm -hmm. it would not have covered any vacation we've no, had in the last no, five years. No, absolutely not. But he said, if you will sow for vacations, yes. then I will give you vacations that exceed your expectations. That was the promise he gave us. That was he the said, promise he gave us. Me, if you will sow what you've saved for vacation, I will ensure that in the future you take vacations you couldn't afford. You know what? You stop and think about this. We have literally given away everything but a house. Everything. We've given away cars. We've given away washing We've given dryers, away washing and furniture. dryers. We've given away furniture. Yep. We've given away money. Yep. We've given away time. Yep. Even this, even, even, even strategies for success. Mm -hmm. Why do I do strategies for success? Because if you sow wisdom, you get wisdom. Yeah. And there are things that I don't know that I'm going to need to know. So if I'm willing to freely share what God has given me, yeah. when I need it, he's going to call somebody to give it to me. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It is important to understand that God's financial plan is only mm. accessible to those mm -hmm. who are willing to live by the terms of the covenant. Mm -hmm. It, you can be in the kingdom. Only accessible. You are a born again yep. believer in the kingdom, living paycheck to paycheck because you are not interested in living by the terms of his covenant. And what you said earlier is you can't just be interested enough to get the stuff that the covenant gives. You got to be interested enough to actually live by the covenant arrangement. Live by the covenant arrangement. And we know that's obedience. That's obedience. God's word. So I'm looking for an opportunity to give every single day because how can I expect to harvest every day if I don't yep, sow every yep. day? I'm looking to sow every single day. Why? Because my seed says up my future and the bible tells us over in amos it says what's gonna happen is this you're gonna keep sowing and sowing yep. and sowing and sowing and sowing and then you'll be eating in this boom, season boom, and before you boom, can eat all boom. of this season the next season will be coming you listen this system of perpetual seed time and harvest. harvest perpetual yeah. harvest in the beginning you don't understand how yeah. sowing seed is yeah. gonna set up your future and then you start getting so much because the bible tells us this when the clouds be full mm -hmm. they they, they yes. empty themselves. So what are some of the gateways to this covenant? What must we do to prosper biblically? Mm. What are the requirements for kingdom financial prosperity? That's so number important. one. That's so important number one. Yes. We must commit to kingdom promotion opportunities when with delight when they arise. I'm gonna say that again. Look I'm gonna that. say that again. Promotion opportunities. When God Word. asks you to sow, it's a promotion opportunity. No, 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 no. We don't understand this as a church, but we gotta understand <laughs> this. When God asked me to sow, this is a gateway to prosperity. It's in this a country. gateway. Mm. Every opportunity to sow is a promotion opportunity. My God. Why? Because the Bible says he increases those are faithful over what they have. Mm -hmm. I have watched believers. We've been pastoring for 21 years. I've watched believers talk about what they would do with a million dollars, but yeah. they won't do it with 10. They won't. I've watched people talk about what they would do. I've watched people who gave with 10 mm -hmm. and got to 100,000 and wouldn't yeah. give. Missing promotion opportunities. Yeah. Why? Because what I do with my seed dictates whether God yes. can trust me at the next yes. level. People keep asking to go to the next level. I'm going to the next level. But if you don't participate in these promotion opportunities, I like this. 
with delight, because mm-hmm. all that is is willing and obedient mm-hmm. with delight. Mm-hmm. So if I take joy in giving when God wants me to give. And when I take joy in giving when God asks me to give, when I understand that this is a promotion opportunity, the Bible says that literally what it does for me is it positions me under an open heaven. An open heaven. That the heavens won't be shut up. Do won't, 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 won't cease to come into my life. It literally says that the earth will never cease to yield her fruits to us and things will answer in our lives in the positive. Literally, when you are willing to do things God's way, you it's like standing over under it's like needing rain and standing on the cloud. And everywhere you go, there's the cloud is. And it's just dumping rain on you. We know rain represents what's necessary for the harvest uh, when farmers are talking about rain. They need rain. They don't just want a dry season. They need rain. And literally, this oper- I love this. We must commit to kingdom promotion opportunities. And we need to understand this because I love this. You have this. That was, that's what happened at breakfast for you. That was a uh, that was a kingdom promotion opportunity. It was. You could have said, "Well, you know, I don't feel comfortable. That's just too weird." She could have walked by. You could have not said anything. God was saying, "Hey, I'm looking for. I'm looking to see, or I'm looking to give you an opportunity to partner with me." And you got to see it as a promotion opportunity. No, it was such a wonderful thing too because we're the thing I love about our community, our tribe, is that we're also committed to this. That we literally fight over things like sure. paying for dinner because because we, because we like, a blessing. In we it's like we no, we're not looking at dinner. We're not we're not ever at dinner trying to go to the bathroom when the ticket comes. That's right. We're literally going Unless behind we're going to the each bathroom other. to get to get the way. If we the we're literally going stuff. behind each other. The other night we're at dinner, you get the bill, and then somebody else at the table gets the bill and pays for it before you can pay for it. I'm telling you. Take, tell your neighbor, put this in the comments. Say, neighbor, neighbor, take those promotion opportunities. Take those promotion opportunities. And if you want to accelerate <laughs> fast, if you want to increase mm-hmm. fast, take every one of take them. Take every one of them. Take every one yep. of them. See them take all every one of them, right? Yep. Number two. So, number one, we got to commit to kingdom promotion opportunities when they delight. We're looking to be a blessing. Yep. We want to be a blessing to our spiritual parents. We want to be a blessing to the scholarship fund. We want to be a blessing to the. And then, number two, we must give to the poor as grace by God. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love this. It's the only place it tells us this about giving. Mm-hmm. It says, when you give yep. to the poor, yep. you lend. To the Lord. Yeah, it's in Proverbs 19, 17. When I give to the poor, I lend to mm-hmm. God. That means I bless somebody who's in need and God puts it on my account that he now owes me. And God says, I'll pay you again. He literally, he literally said, he says, he, he that hath pity upon the poor, uh, he that hath pity upon the poor uh, lendeth unto the Lord and that which he hath given he will pay him again. So I love this. Break the donation mentality. Yes. Break the donation mentality because let me tell you, I'm going to help you know that you have a donation mentality. You have a donation mentality when you believe people should be happy with whatever they get. Mm. So when you go to Goodwill, you literally take stuff to Goodwill that you should have thrown away. Mm. Mm. You you literally you you toss change you flick it you if you have a donation mentality then that's not the same as a kingdom mentality and and, a, and another view of that is a donation mentality is when you give and you don't expect to receive anything back mm-hmm. but the Lord doesn't ever ask us to do that mm-hmm. He doesn't ever ask us He even He even says when you give to the poor look I'll pay you back they can't but I can. 
I'll pay you back. <laughs> he said, I'll, well, give, I, I, I'll, I'll return it to you. I think the problem is sometimes we're giving to people expecting them to return. Uh-huh. When he says in Luke 6, 38, he says men will give into your yep. bosom. He didn't say which man. Nope. He didn't say which man. Nope. So you may spend a lot of time sewing into someone over here and it comes back to you through a job. Yep. It comes back to you through unexpected income. But we want to move out of this donation mentality. And I really want to encourage everybody moving forward. Never give anything to anyone you wouldn't want given yep. to you. Yep. Don't take stuff and be like, they should just be glad that they get anything that yep. they get. People should not be treated that way. The Bible says the poor will be among us always. And God cares how we treat the poor. And he didn't say we had to be the poor. He did not say we he had said to be the poor. They would be with us always, but we didn't have to be the poor. <laughs> he said, I'll never forget um, several years ago, there was a lady at the end of the parking lot and she had a sign and she had three kids. And she said, um, she just had, a, she said, just need some food for my kids. And so I pulled up to her and I said, um, I said, what do you need? And she said, we, we just need some food, some lunch meat. She was giving me a list. And you could tell it was the kind of list when someone's trying to make food last, yeah, right? Yeah. And literally one of the babies yeah. said, it was summertime. Was summertime. I get teary yeah. thinking about now. One of the babies said, can we have popsicles? She said, and she said, ask, don't ask, ask her for popsicles. Like and yeah. I started to cry yeah. because I thought there is no way in the world that these babies should believe that they don't deserve popsicles. Yeah. And so I, they, they, I, they said, what do you what I said, what do you want? She said cereal. And I said, what kind of cereal? And each one of them told me a different kind of cereal that they wanted. And I said, what kind of popsicles do you want? And I asked her how much room she had. And I literally went in the store and I bought everything those yep. babies asked for because those babies needed to know that even though they may have been financially poor, they still mattered to God. They, they yeah. mattered to God. And when I brought those popsicles back, she started to cry because we because she was just trying to get some necessities and she was like don't ask for something like that because then people may not want to help us but but your generosity showed those little kids that hey listen you may be struggling right now but you're still worthy you still deserve and that's what god wants to do he wants to partner with us to show humanity how much he loves i just heard the lord say this the Lord said, if you dishonor the poor, you dishonor him. Mm -hmm. If you dishonor the poor, you dishonor him. Yep. In Job 29, 12 through 13, it says, for I assisted the poor in their need and the orphans who required help. I helped those without hope and they blessed they, me the, and they, they blessed me. They blessed me. He didn't say the Lord, but he said the ones I'm helping, they blessed me. Why? Because doing what God asked you to do gives you more joy than even if you just had more money. It says, and I caused the widow's heart to sing, sing for, for joy. joy. If you don't see giving like that, yeah, you're, doing it wrong. you're doing it wrong. If you don't see giving like that, you're doing it wrong. Psalms 41, 1 through 3, it says, oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. Mm -hmm. The Lord rescues them when they are in trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity in the land and rescues them from their enemies. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and restores them to health. And why now, does he do all that? He does all that because what's the very first thing? All the joys of those who are kind to the poor. He rescues them. And think about this. There is a woman, I'm, um, I think her, oh, ooh, what's her name? In the New Testament, she died, Lydia. And she was a sower of purple. Mm. And when she died, 
They said she has been so good to the church. She's been so good to us. And they raised her from the dead. God himself raised her up because she made herself indispensable to the plan of God. Are you indispensable to the plan of God? Mm. Have you set yourself up that says, I've consecrated myself, everything I am, every dime I have, every bit of wisdom, will, favor I have, it belongs to the Lord. And I am going to be kind to the poor and God will be kind to me. And I love this scripture right here because it says right here, sometimes the Bible says that he sent a word, mm -hmm. but this scripture right here says that when I get sick, because I've I mm -hmm. made myself mm -hmm. indispensable to God, mm -hmm. he himself nurses yes. me back he to health. He back himself to health. rescues yep. me yep. from my enemies, right? He gives me prosperity in the land. Are you have you made yourself indispensable to God? Mm. Can God trust you? Who did God where did God ask you to sow? Because to it, we, there, are these, there are just these levels to sowing that if some of us treat the poor well, but we don't bless the men and women of God who are yep. speaking into our yep. life. Others of us, we treat the men and women of God well, but we treat the poor like they're trash. Yep. No, we need to participate in this system yep. and make ourselves indispensable to God. And the, her name is Tabitha. Thank you, Vita. And, and make ourselves indispensable to God so that God says, I need the strict ones in the earth because the Stricklands represent me yes. in the earth. Do you represent God in the earth or do you treat people the way you think they deserve to be treated? That's why it says in Proverbs 28 and 27, whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. I, you ain't got to read the rest of it. <laughs> I mean, you can, but he says, whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. It said, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. He says, if, if you don't care about anybody but you, if you're not willing to partner with God, you're not willing to do the things to look for these promotion opportunities when God gives it. He says, then how in the world are you going to be blessed? He says, all that's going to happen is you're going to be empowered to fail. You're going to be empowered to fail. And many of you right now, you're wondering why God won't bust the door open on your dream. And I'm just going to tell you because your dream is only for you. Mm. Everything you want is really only for you. Yep. And, and this is what the Lord just said to me. He said, you've never given away a house, but you've certainly opened your house. Mm, yeah. You've yeah. never given away yeah. a house. Yeah. But you, yeah. yet, yeah. you've never given away. You haven't given away a house yet, but you've opened your house. Literally, we- But have, it's the reason that we say, we know what we'll never be homeless. We'll never, we'll be, never homeless. be hungry. We'll never be destitute. We have so much seed in the ground in those areas just over time by just obeying God. Not something we set out to do to say, hey, we're going to do this and this is going to happen. We were just obeying God along the way. But in doing so, we now understand that God was giving us these promotion opportunities promotion in, these, in these different areas. And so now he has promoted us and we have the utmost confidence that no matter what goes on, we'll never be without. We'll never be without. We will never be without. In fact, so many people used to live with us. I don't think our kids recognize. And here's a true story. Caleb, who is at Morehouse, when he tells people how many siblings yep. he has, he says that there are 10 of ten them, of them. Yep. that there are 10 of them because he counts people who are our spiritual children who lived in our house. Yep. Amen. Amen. So how does God bless us in return for our giving? And we got a few minutes left. So let's talk about these four real quick. Let's talk. How about does God bless us in our yep. giving? How does God give you the power to get wealth? How can we get wealth from God? Yeah. And how do I become rich from serving God? Yeah. Number one, on, this is this. so important. Don't miss and it. if you in my programs, so I talk don't about this, this all the time. Through the reign mm. of divine ideas. Come on. 
every empire on earth is built on ideas. Yes. For instance, Abraham's empire extended from one generation to another because he received divine insight from God to build the first mm. cattle ranch. Yep. See, y'all don't even know that. He built, he the, built first the first one. cattle ranch that we know of yep. in history, yep. right? The woman with the oil, yep. she went into a oil business. Yep. There are divine ideas. Furthermore, Abraham, he dug a well and founded the first borehole technology. Yep. Isaac operated in a divine ideal when he divined the first irrigation farming system and became the farmer of his generation. Divine ideas. Now, see, and this is why it's important to read the Bible, mm -hmm. because these aren't just stories. These stories show you the dripping of divine ideas sure. that God gave yes. people. Yes. Divine ideas. Because they were doing things that hadn't been done on the earth yet. Those were, those were divine downloads from heaven that God was giving them. And so many of us, you're sitting on the divine idea mm. because you don't see how it could. Uh, let, let me fix it up for you. Let me fix it up for you. Really, it's because you're rebellious. Mm. Because you say you don't see how it will work. But how could anything God say fail? Mm. How could anything God say fail? So how? So the one thing that God is going to do is he's going to give you divine ideas. Yes. And the reason you want to be able to hear from God is because you want to know the difference between a good idea and a divine idea. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you why. Because a divine idea can survive plagues and famine. A divine idea can 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 it can outlast the plagues and the famine. Mm -hmm. So God is giving ideas right now. Many of you are sitting on ideas right now and that are designed yes. to preserve you through yes. plague yes. and famine to prosper you no matter what the season. Mm -hmm. You want to take number yeah. two? Number two. You you number one fits you so perfectly for what you do. And I'm and I, I love number two. You love it's number two. The works of your hands. <laughs> you gotta do something. Listen, I believe in prayer, I believe in fasting, I believe in spending time with God. But when you get through doing all of that, what are you doing? What actionable steps are you taking? God wants to bless you, but if God gives you a divine idea and you just keep the idea in your mind and you never execute that idea into fruition, how in the world is it going to prosper you? How? If you if God's giving you the next big idea in technology, the next big idea in education, the next big idea in entertainment and in, in, in the music industry, but you just sit there and you don't do anything, it can't prosper you. So the second thing that God does after he gives you these divine ideas is he wants you, he's going to bless you through the works of your hands. Let's look at Job 1, 9 through 10. It says, then Satan answered the Lord and said, doeth Job fear God for nothing? It says, has not thou made a hedge about him and all about his house and about all that he had on every side? He says, thou have blessed the work of his hand and his substance is increased in the land. Even the enemy understands what happened when God blesses the work of your hand. He says, Job, now he was trying to, he was trying to, 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 to bait God. And he was like, well, well, Job only serves you because you got hedge of protection around him. I mean, everybody in heaven and earth can see that you blessed his hand in every situation. The Bible tells us that Job became the greatest man in the East because God blessed the work of his hand. If you will do what God is asking you to do, even if God asks you to do something, watch this, that you're unqualified to do, if you will do it, he'll qualify you for it and you'll be blessed because of it. That's why we have to stop letting our own self-limitations stop us from obeying God.
Yeah. So when God told us to give the scholarship, we didn't have the $10,000, but we didn't let not having it make us go as far as we could go, which by announcing it saying we're going to give it to you. And then since that time, we've given $10,000 to several more students in the sum of almost $300,000. By the time we finish this in the end of 2025, we will have given $300,000 away. I just want to plug this. Many of you know that yesterday we hit our $10,000 goal. Did. Have you given to the scholarship fund yet? If you have you stop and do that right on. now. What are you doing? What are you waiting Come on? on? Be a part of what's happening right here. When we here. get to $20,000, we automatically shoot to $30,000 because we'll get the $10,000 matching grant. So make that happen. Let's get What's your role to play? Before Wednesday. Come Listen, on. I love this right here, work of your hands. I know work of hands is yours, but one the, the way God broke my business through last mm -hmm. year, I had this whole strategy for my business. Many of you, you've heard me tell it before. And in April, the Lord said to me, I don't want you to roll out anything related mm -hmm. to your business. I want you to spend the month of April teaching about healing. Mm. I had all of this stuff, this strategy he had given me in mm -hmm. January. And on two days before, on, on March 30th, he said to me, I know I told you this. I want you to spend all this and I want you to teach 30 mm -hmm. days of healing. And I want you to write a book as you're doing mm. right and i began to do it and we ended up with over 150 healing testimonies yep. everything from cancer to sexually transmitted disease this to mental health restoration all of this different stuff right here right and look at what happened in the for the rest of the year my business broke records yep. because when because god is looking to see do you love your reputation and do you love your strategy more than you love obeying me? That was through the work of your hands. It was through the work because of my hands. Because what he told you to do. And then let me tell you what doing, if you obey God, you'll get number three right here, mm -hmm. which is whatever every believer needs. Mm -hmm. Divine favor. Thank God for favor because favor is better than money. Yeah. Money good, but favor is yes. better, right? God's favor is what makes high flyers in the kingdom. Nobody fails with favor because it advances destiny supernaturally and always culminates in fortune. Jesus. For exists for instance, Joseph had God's favor and became the heir to Potiphar. That favor followed him to the prison where he became the head of the inmates, thereafter prime minister in the palace. Everywhere he the, went. But listen, y'all need to hear me. I, I want y'all to hear me. You can prophesy for favor all day long. Yeah. But if you ain't obedient, favor don't belong to you. It doesn't follow you. It does not follow you. It's a you. part of the covenant. It's a part of the covenant. It, favor, the favor of God goes before you like a shield. And the favor of God, when God can trust you, God will put you in rooms that other people don't think you qualify mm -hmm. for. He will give you supernatural advantages. Yep. He will move you to the front of the line. You will never have to fight to get to the front of the line if you obey God because favor will take you where you need to go. Amen. Amen. And then number four, finally, here's the fourth thing that happens when God will, when you come into agreement with God, the way he's going to bless you. We said that he's going to bless you through the reign of divine ideas. He's going to bless you through the works of your hands. He's He's going to bless you through divine favor. And then number four, he will bless you through priestly blessings. Mm. What does that mean? 
Priestly blessings change people's stories for good. Mm-hmm. You find opportunity. You, you look at the, the, the woman who was getting ready to eat her last meal. The woman who the debtors were coming to take her son. The, 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 the Shunammite woman uh, uh, when, when, when she was looking for a blessing. Uh, you know, I really love that you love all, know all these women's stories. Come <laughs> on, pastor. I'm just saying, but you look in the Bible and you begin to read these stories. But but, but even this, you, you look at the man who was going who, who who had leprosy and he and he, and he, and he was had, he didn't want to go wash in the Jordan because he thought it was beneath him. All of those people met a priest. They met someone who was representing God. And because they met someone who was representing God, their lives got changed. Why? Because God speaks to our lives, but but our prophets speak to our moments. What? Say it again. God speaks to our lives, but prophets speak to our moments. Speak to our moments. So when we say to you, it's your year of release, that's a moment for you. And so, and so that's the reason you need a man or woman of God who you can trust in your life, who you trust here from God, and that you do put weight on what they say. You don't become casual with them. You don't take them for granted. Why? Because God speaks to us. We know this. His word speaks universally, but Holy Spirit speaks specifically. Let me say this too. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason you better learn how to guard your heart toward your prophets because the enemy knows how God's system is set up. If you believe God, you'll be established. If you believe the prophet, you will prosper. And the strategy of the enemy, I've watched it. I've been on both sides of it. The strategy of the enemy is to make you disregard the person who has the word for your moment. moment. And and I want you to hear this because of the order of God. There are people, listen, There are some great people in this world, but no one is anointed to speak my breakthrough the way this man and Apostle Cynthia Brazelton. And you better know that. And once you know that, you guard those relationships with bulldog tenacity. Why? Because that is the way God has set it up. And so what the enemy wants to do is that he will let you. Listen, let me tell you what the enemy wants to do. I'm not letting anybody separate me from my prophet. He wants you to go to church and treat the people who speak into your life like they just like you. Because then you can debate their words. You can debate their words. I was telling you this yesterday. I was talking to Pastor Cynthia. And she's, we're talking about mm-hmm. something. And I was going to fast yesterday. Mm-hmm. And she says to me, if you wait till Monday, I'll fast with you. What I'm doing? I'm waiting to Monday. I'm fasting Monday. Because yes. my woman of God says yes. that. So, so I believe there's something super. There's something supernatural just on the obedience of understanding how the kingdom well, works. We see this with Abraham, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible says that when Abraham came from the battle of the four kings, that literally he came back and who did he meet? He met Melchizedek. That's right. And, 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 and when he met Melchizedek, he recognized him as, 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 as being the king of Salem, the, the prince of peace. And the Bible says that literally Abraham took spoils of what he had and he gave it to Melchizedek. Why? Well, then what did Melchizedek do? He blessed Abraham. And then Abraham literally became the richest man it was until we get to until we get to, to Solomon. Why? Because he understood that his prophet was speaking to his moment. And many people miss their moments because they're so casual with the person they call a man or woman of God. They're, they're so casual. You need because, and here's the thing, and this is another thing. This is understanding covenant. You may not like it, but it's the way God set it up. It's the way God set it up. You're my husband and I love you as my husband, but I I have so much respect for you as my prophet. 
That is the reason that when I'm planning to do an event, mm -hmm. I want to know, I want you to put your blessing mm -hmm. on it. I want you to put your blessing on it because I believe this, we've seen this work. I literally believe that your man or woman of God could miss the timing of something and because you obey in faith to the person that God assigned to you, that God will honor your obedience and make it be the yeah, time. Yeah. I believe I, that. I, I agree with I you. I believe I that. Agree. And listen, as we wrap up, because we got to get ready for we our in-person service, yes. I want to end with Luke 16. Okay. Because I believe that Luke 16, 10 through 12 is one of those scriptures that if you grab hold of it, along with everything else we're saying, it will propel you into your next Yes, message. but you got to see what Nietzsche said. What did she say? She said, perceiving my prophet is also an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Perceiving my prophet is a, it's, it's an opportunity. It's, it's the promotion opportunity. It's the promotion it's opportunity. The promotion because opportunity. The, the way God has said it, he set us to need each mm -hmm. other. And so God, I want y'all to hear me. God will not let you get to your destiny without help. And I like because the like, body is connected. And I I'm like how, no no, I like how he does it because we're not called to be prophets for everybody. That's right. But everybody we're called to be prophets to can prof can prosper if they adhere to the word. If they adhere to the word. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. a promotion opportunity. Come on. So, so, so Luke 16, Luke 16, because here's what Luke 16, 10 through 12 says. It says, if you are faithful, if if that's a conditional statement. So you either can qualify or not qualify for what we're about to talk about. Mm -hmm. He says, if you are faithful in little things, mm -hmm. that's obeying God. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> to obey God is a little thing. He says, if you are faithful in little things, then you will be faithful in larger ones. Here he's talking about, li literally, he's talking about doing what's right where money is concerned, mm -hmm. where earthly money is concerned. Mm -hmm. He says, if you are faithful in little things, then you will be faithful in larger ones. He says, but if you are dishonest in little things, he says, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. He says, if you won't tithe off of what you make now, why would I triple your salary? You wouldn't tithe in. He says, you haven't proven to be faithful over this. If your child can't prove to be faithful to be home at nine o'clock, why would you increase their curfew to 12? If they can't be faithful over a bike, why would you give them a moped? If they can't be faithful over keeping their room clean, why in the world would you put a down payment on the house? You got to be faithful over something small to demonstrate you can have responsibility for something great. Verse 11 says, and if you are untrustworthy, wow. If you're untrustworthy, that means God well, can't trust you. He says about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? He said, if you can't handle this earthly dollar bill, right? If 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 seeing a, a, a stack makes you do ungodly things, if, if seeing a stack will make you commit a crime, if if if, if seeing a stack will make you go back on my word, can I say this? Go too? ahead. And when you say committing a crime, mm -hmm. tithing is committing a crime. It's robbery. Because in the kingdom, yes. it is theft. It's, it's theft, so failing, stone robbery. So failing to tithe <laughs> yes. is committing a crime in the kingdom of Absolutely. God. Absolutely. He says, and if you're untrustworthy about, about worldly wealth, then who's going to trust you with true riches of heaven? Verse 12, and if you are not faithful. Come on. With other people's things. God said, the tithe belongs to me. I, I, I let you give it to me. I could take it, but that's not who I am. I let you give it to me because it's a promotion opportunity for you. He says, I don't need it. I just set the system up so that you have a way to prosper. 
He says, so you get to participate in this promotion opportunity. But if you're not faithful with what belongs to me, then why should you be trusted with anything of your own? Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. now, I've never asked you this mm -hmm. before. So let's see what you do with okay. it on the spur, right? Okay. So the money that the Lord told me to give that girl the other day, put the scripture back up, Ralph, because it says, it says this, if you're not faithful over other people's things, mm -hmm. the moment the Lord told me to give her that money, it wasn't mine anymore, even though it was still in my wallet. Can I take it a step further? Yes. It wasn't yours in your wallet. It was. It wasn't mine in my wallet. It was God's. It was God's. He let you steal. That I had possession over. So when right. He, so when he asked for his money to give to his other daughter, it was just your job to steward it. And as long as we don't lose sight of that, as long as we understand that, we never get caught up in money. We, so, we never worry about how much I have or who I'm giving to. It ain't mine. Hold on, preacher, though. But hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on, preacher. Okay. So, but what I'm saying to you is that if you're not faithful with other people's things. Yes. So the question we need to start asking ourselves is what's in our wallet and our checkbook that don't belong to mm -hmm. us? That like we know there's some stewardship, yes. but it's supposed to be dispersed. Mm -hmm. And are, are there some people who are delaying their increase yes. because you're holding $20 yes. and God told you to sow it. Yes. You're holding a hundred dollars yes. and God told you to sow it yes. and you're holding money for the scholarship fund. Yes. But God told yeah, right. Yes. So I never, I, I always saw that's the yes. first part, the time, mm -hmm. right? But if, as a distribution center, mm -hmm. there is money that God has put in my hands to get through my hands. Yep. And when I'm out eating with what he told me belonged to that girl, he just says to me, you didn't qualify for the promotion. You are untrustworthy well, child. Of, of worldly wealth well, and you're not faithful over that that belongs to someone else. Well, child. He says, and if you're if you're all of those things, how can I give you your own? Well, child. He said, you won't be faithful over what I give you because you ain't faithful of what's not even belonging to you. So you guys, <laughs> we got to go. Guys, please don't miss your promotion over not paying please. somebody Chick-fil-A. Please. Please don't, 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 don't miss your promotion. You, and, and don't miss your promotion because you're discounting your seed. Some of you haven't given to the scholarship fund yet, and you know the Lord's told you to. And you're just waiting. You're like, well, I ain't got but $10. It doesn't matter how much you have, just obey God. Just obey God. And if, I'm going to say, if you haven't given to the scholarship fund, you should. And you should ask the Lord what you should give and you should do it quickly. There's a blessing on this thing because God asked us to do it. And it was one of the things that we stepped out in faith did. And everybody who's given to it has been blessed as a result of and it. And I want to say something else. If you call yourself a partner of this ministry. Absolutely. Now, I'm not talking about friends who watch them. But if you say you're a partner of this ministry. Yes then giving to the scholarship fund should be of extreme importance to you, especially in the month of July. It should, it should be, it should be it, part of being in covenant is that when our man of God says something is important because God has made it important, it just moved up in our priority yes. list. And, and I think that that's the thing that people don't, it's like, if our man of God says, we're going to get a building, then my priority becomes, what do I have that God has given me that belongs to that building? But when he says, we're going to give scholarships, then it becomes imperative for me to make that my priority. Amen. And I want to say this, some of you 
you wonder why people don't get behind your vision it's because you don't get behind Ooh, the vision God called on, you come to. On, come on. You wonder why people don't get behind your vision, why they don't buy your books, why they don't support your documentary, why they don't get with your stuff. They don't get with your stuff because you have no honor for the place that you are called. And I said it and go ahead and give them the information. Let's pray. So Listen, we go to the next service. Here, here's what you can do. If you want to get to the scholarship fund, your tithe, your offering. Uh, the Lord told you to sow a first fruit. Uh, you, you want to give a seed to Pastor Sean, to me, to Pastor Ralph, Pastor Chris. You want to get to the children, whatever. There's opportunities for you to do that. You can go to these particular places. You can go to PushPay. You can go to Tidally. You can text to give or you can go to PayPal. And on all of those, with the exception of PayPal, uh, you can designate where you want your uh, seed to go. The scholarship fund, children's ministry, uh, tithe offerings, whatever. And in PayPal, you can put a note and just tell us where you want it to go. Also, if you follow uh, either of our Facebook pages or groups, we've put that information in there that you can actually give on Facebook if you like. I know the Facebook thing says we raised over $5,000, which is great, but on all of our platforms together, we're at about eleven dollars or $12,000 when I checked this morning. Let's so, knock this so 20 let's out. Knock this 20, let's knock this 20 out so we can then celebrate the 30000 Yes. And let's get that done. by. We, our goal was to raise the first $20,000 in the first seven days. I still think we can do it. So first of all, I want to say thank you guys for getting up earlier to join with us. We'll be back here at 930 next week. Yep. We're super excited to go over next door and have our first service post pandemic or middle still pandemic. Right. So we love you guys. <laughs> we want to see you. You know, all of the announcements of uh, govern yourselves accordingly. Um, and if you haven't attended, if you haven't signed up to attend a virtual, I mean, a live service, you need to do that. Go to, you have to register. register and, and, and listen. Y'all can travel now. Come on and see us. Listen, we're excited about it. We love you. And listen, I want to pray for everybody who is aligning their giving. That this is a year of release. You have everything you need. Amen. In Jesus' In name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed.